Well, Brent is gay, gay. and Kaylin's gay, gay, and Clark is gay, gay. and Ryan's gay, gay, and Adam's gay. gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 125, and I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate Buckwright. <laughs> the third. Just so you no, can no find you on Facebook. No one would, I would never pass this name on. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Uh, so if you watched the Super Bowl last Sunday, you might have seen an ad for all the new Marvel shows on Disney+. Plus. Did you just like shoot come everywhere at the party I, you were at, Brent? I had just finished making some food, and I had my first opportunity to like sit down and actually watch it. Yeah. So you're and bringing the Totitos to the kids. <laughs> <and> <laughs> the Totitos? <laughs> it took me three hours to prepare. <laughs> and... I the the first commercial break comes on and it's like an expanding image of a shield stuck in a tree. I start freaking the fuck out. Everyone's looking at me. They have no idea why I'm freaking or out or why you're in their house. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my uh, Super Bowl party. <laughs> Thanks for the charcuterie board, stranger. <laughs> You got to get out of here. You though. can't just show up to restaurants with Totitos. <laughs> no, Totitos. It's Totitos, yeah. I, those are Kirkland's signature Totitos. <laughs> no, I almost picture them as like weird tortilla pizza rolls, like Totinos. That sounds oh, delicious. Totitos. I thought it was going to be like Tito's vodka. Yeah. So when you bite into them, they're full with it's cheese, like, tomato sauce, and vodka. That's yeah. the secret. You take Doritos and pour vodka on top. <laughs> These are all great recipes. Ew. <laughs> I thought it was going to be kind of a gusher situation where this kind of jellied version of vodka. Oh, little, oh yeah. Uh, really explodes in your mouth. Tomato-infused <laughs> jelly. Yeah. It's vodka yeah, yeah. jelly. Did anyone else, was anyone else with the group that didn't quite understand I missed the response? Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> so I'll get I, it next year. I was in Vegas and I was in the bar in my hotel and we were just sort of passively watching the Super Bowl and then the commercials came on and I saw this and I told all of my coworkers shut the fuck up because I have to watch this <laughs> they were like Jesus Caitlin <laughs> and then like they're all Caitlin we thought you were uncool come on <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was look it was great like so we saw a little uh, preview for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier yep. uh, the one that really excited me was WandaVision because yep. it went through the whole Kind of classic 60s, 50s sitcom stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to see Wanda in her classic headdress from the, the comics. Mm-hmm. And then we got a glimpse of Loki. Yeah. yeah they clearly have not started filming well, a lot that, of no. it. Well, they're yeah. a lot done with the other two. And right. Loki, they, they're like, first day of shooting, just do a weird upshot. Film him in prison somewhere. Well, because, yeah. yeah, WandaVision moved up, right? So that's coming out in 2020. Yeah, so yeah. that actually be, uh, will be out in December uh Falcon. And Falcon Winter Soldier is August, right? August, yeah. 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 And so they're still planning for spring 2021 for Loki, which uh, which makes sense. But there's some... It's kind of spoilery if you pause it in the right moments. <laughs> uh, oh? W- w- what? what? Did you no, not, I, I'm did curious you not what get moments this? that you paused it, but I don't... Which moment? I think WandaVision... You oh, s- yeah. Uh, you see... If, if you slow it down at the right time... Spoilers! So yeah, this is possible spoilers, but you see that... Uh, uh, Vision and her in front of two cribs, mm. meaning, and she has two kids in the and comics, the pacifiers so. are like hovering. Yeah, and so, so the it's kids definitely have a wicked thing to do. Yeah, so but well, I kept pausing it to get her looks at her haircut. So fair, all same. You got lots of Very spoilers important. there. <laughs> she has like a Farrah Fawcett wave. She's got some curls. Correct. It looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's the 50s and then it's uh the 70s sort of uh Brady Bunch house yeah. and then it's uh what is it sort of like f- they should have done a uh, full house because she is it's, it's, in uh did you already Olsen, say it's bewitched sake. i don't know that listening to bewitched you. was mm-hmm. yeah the first one mm-hmm. i don't pay attention at to some you. point i wanted a quick cut of her opening the spice cabinet it's nothing but paprikash uh, <laughs> no. Very important. But she needs a gay uncle if it's bewitched. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Oh. Scarlet looks like you're going a little mad. Whoa. I know. He's a little light in his loafers, yeah. isn't he? Um, and so we also know, uh, we also found out that uh, the second season of Mandalorian uh, is going to be coming out in October, which is nice. So mm-hmm. it'll be God. sooner than we thought. We got to keep those Dis- subscriptions. Do you think Disney Plus was just like, we need to bring content out fast because people are like, what the fuck? They. It- Clark, are you going to say something? I, I was, no, I was, let me go, you can go back, I'll go back to it in a little <laughs> it bit. It was, I think, like, it's exactly right. Like, I think the attention span of streamer, streaming, like, families and otherwise is so small that the only people that they're really going to be able to hang on to without new adult content related to some of their massive franchises is 
families that have kids. Cause obviously like there's tons of good Disney children content they could just put on for their kids and leave it. But like, you know, having a subscription myself or at least sharing it with you, Kaylin and some of our friends, um, there is, I literally, after the Mandalorian's over, I have no reason to, and watching all the star Wars movies, right. literally have zero reason to return maybe besides clone wars. And I'm like, I don't need a fucking subscription. There were, for that. there was a very big, you know, group of people who got it just for the Mandalorian. Yeah. And just for Gargoyles. nostalgia <laughs> cartoons. X-Men, hey, I watched X-Men all the Gargoyles. I, I, I don't Simpsons. know how many fucking DuckTales episodes I've watched in the past two months. Old <laughs> the school new or the old? Or, yeah. Old school. Yeah. I've been watching since. Did you I, know the, the, the new one is unwatchable. I think it was supposed to be good. So DuckTales, according to Disney, is three seasons. Yeah. Seasons two and three <laughs> have like 23 episodes. Season one has fifty-eight episodes. Oh, yeah, it was daily. It was a daily. There's certain show. certain shows daily. that were like, yeah, there was ones that you were know, like for every 56, day of the week, and then the next season episodes. was like nine. That we happens like, a lot with old school because um, even in anime, like you'll see like a show that definitely had like twelve seasons in Japan on Netflix has like three seasons, and they're all like watched, sixty episode seasons. I watched all of the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh there on there, and literally it was like a million episodes, and then nine for the third uh, season. You're mm. like. Why? Why did I know they do you this? don't sleep, but Jesus Christ, you watch everything. <laughs> I've got things to not do, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like reading. You know, Clark and I, we stuff. can just do things or <laughs> not do things. <laughs> yeah. um, so with Disney Plus, I had two things I was going to talk about. Um, they were originally thinking they were going to get between fifteen and twenty million subscribers. They ended up getting twenty-eight point six million. Ah, whoa! So they could. Losing a certain number of people would not be. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be great, but at least it would be back to where they thought they would be. But well, do you think they're pulling out content? Because a lot of stuff seems to be moving up and seems to be producing quickly. Oh, they want as much stuff as right. possible. Right, so probably would... like ev- something out every two months. Because I was just say, so people won't drop. Because that's even more money. Now they have that much more money yeah. to invest with that many more subscribers than they had originally planned. Yeah. I think that what they're doing there is they had a lot of stuff further along in production than they said in order to kind of get that you know surprise effect like oh this is coming out sooner i'm much more excited right. i'm less likely to drop it that they like the timeline on mandalorian seems super short for the amount of production that they put in it so i'm guessing that they actually filmed more into the next season that's what i was thinking too because mm-hmm. i thought it wasn't going to come out till december of this year and yeah. it seems like it's two months ahead of schedule which is welcome it's great when you have that much money, you can just fucking throw it at everything. Basically. Yeah. I think they're trying to get people hooked the same way Netflix did, which was they had new content and they were producing stuff. Then people felt like, okay, this is worth it enough so that if there's a lull after that, then there's not really a people aren't, you know, forgetting, remembering to cancel their subscription. Right. Yeah. What was yeah. the second thing, Clark? Um, there was some word on the Hawkeye series. Oh yeah, that they oh, might. Yeah. They're going to bring in his brother Barney Barton, and they're oh, going to yeah. bring in the tracksuit vampires from Draculas. Draculas, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, from uh, what's McCall's run, uh, Matt Fraction's run. run. Yeah, it's which so is great. Good. Which I mean, I'm I'm into all that because both of them were. Involved. Does that mean Pizza Dog is going to come? They better have ah! Pizza Dog. <laughs> they better have Kim. fucking Pizza Dog, and they better call him Hawk Guy in there. I <laughs> just differentiate oh, yeah, him yeah, with that poor uh, man. Yeah. Who, uh, no, I feel like. After Kaylin agreed with Clark about the track vampires, no, I feel it's like I had, I had a stroke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, could you? I was just wrong. Oh, and then Pizza Dog, and then the orange <laughs> boat <laughs> attacks San Francisco. So you guys should read the Matt Fraction it's run. Phenomenal. It's on it's Marvel Unlimited. It's really well done. It's basically it's like a kind of a slice of life of Hawkeye, like while he's just living in his apartment. A and slice they, of life of Pizza Dog. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know uh, what? there is an entire episode that is just pizza dog. It's, it's so good. So good. It's a good episode. Yeah. Uh, issue. Is uh, it a dog made out of pizza? What is yes. it? Yes. Oh, no, <laughs> no. You'll ju- just read it. Just or, read it. It's a dog made out of pizza. <laughs> I'll read it. Now. And the tracksuit Draculas are basically, they're just like bad guy goons. And so he just calls them tracksuit Draculas. Like, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of like, uh, like the, the kind of Italian mafia. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They're Eastern but European. Eastern or, European. Yeah, yeah, or, or, a little or, stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how do you say a stereotype? <laughs> you got your uh, racial prejudice. So. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm walking here. A gabagool. Ghoul. Um, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Also, the, uh, the real quick shot that we had of Loki, uh, he showed the TVA was, um, which was he was captured by TVA. 
That's uh, what's it? The Tennessee time, Valley time? Authority. <laughs> yeah, what, yes. yeah, oh my God, it's a lot of work. So uh, it's uh, it's the Time ta- Variance Authority. Yeah. So, oh. so they actually arrest people and they cut off timelines where people are basically messing up. Wait, time cops. Time, yeah, time cop. cops. That was from like where, uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Do you know where or were, from the Jean Claude Van Damme movie. They, they, time time cop. cop. They originated a long time ago, 70s, 80s, and they pop up every once in a while, but they actually had big ties to She-Hulk at one point. Oh, oh yeah. So there could be, because uh, she actually... <gasps> She's going to have her own show. Yeah, so yes. there could be some ties to that, so that'd be kind of cool as well. And then speaking of Loki, we heard that Owen Wilson, or Owen Wilson, yes, yeah. was going to be in that. Uh, Who'd in you think, sh- Luke? Well, I was like, wait, was it Owen or Luke? I couldn't remember, but it was Owen. Owen Wilson? Yeah, it's wow. going to be in Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and so since we were also talking about Mandalorian, Adam and I were in New Orleans this past weekend. It was the beginning of Mardi Gras season, and one of the parades they do, they do a weekly parade leading up to the actual Mardi Gras. This one was called Chewbacca's, and it was a Star Wars sci-fi comic book-themed parade, and it was fucking amazing. Well, they've been doing this That's for so years, cool. right? Yeah, they well, have. this is an actual crew. So, like, there's multiple crews. I'm not going to explain this nearly as well as I should, but there's multiple crews within New Orleans and they all run their events. And then there's sub-crews that do uh, parties and things related to the parade that the overall crews are running. So, like, it was Crew de Chewbacca's, which is the entire group of this giant, like, nerddom capacity. And then later that night, a bunch of us that were there for a friend's birthday went to a Moon Pirates, which is a sub-crew of the Crew de Chewbacca's event, um, which was absolutely incredible. Everybody was dressed up. You know, there was, like, the someone was in cosplay as the woman from The Fifth Element, like the singer. Yeah. Um, there was an entire Death uh, Star Destroyer mm-hmm. that they built. That was great. That was, like, lit up, and, and it was, like, everything under the sun. There was, like, Sailor Moon. There was uh, Harry Potter. There was Wakanda. There was a group of beautiful women as Wakandans. Um, it was just absolutely incredible the amount of time, patience, and energy that goes into what is literally just a fun activity for people to do. I hate parades. I hate them. I hate them, and I love this parade. <laughs> why do you hate them? Yeah, why I just because they're mostly so just boring. Okay. I yeah. Just, I just I find most parades to be kind of dull. It's just like oh, there's the Well Fargo's you know float. Yeah. <laughs> every every parade and every week has a very distinct style. We normally go. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we normally go for Crew de Vue, which is a very it's very DC oriented because it's basically just parody of politics and then also very like sex like it's just like they find ways to mix like horny and give us one example there is like it's Have a lot of scandal it's oh, like yes. a lot of like it's a lot of like naked like trump weird like like no. giant the, floats. yeah they're all wearing trump hair and they've done like trump makeup on their faces but they're like, but they're like, they're like super out. fit um, no, so it's just like it's really interesting. But I would, if you whether you hate parades or not, get your ass down to New Orleans for some amazing uh, parades. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds fun. If there was so you mentioned a bunch of subgroups. Yeah, what would be the subgroup you'd want to have put yourself in? The Sailor Moon one. Ooh, uh, good question. I think so. They had an entire dance routine, and like all of them have music. Although there was one group that was like legit. They, it was basically we were it was so funny because we were around the corner waiting for like things to keep coming. And at one point I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a fucking Mad Max float at some point, because some of these things were like gigantic. There was like a I think a steampunk dystopia kind of thing where uh-huh. like it was literally large enough float where it's like people were like hanging off of it and people were dancing around. there. like were people that were banging drums, but it was like not like Mad Max It was more like steampunk dystopia. So probably Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion yeah. uh, uh, so there was one that was kind of nondescript like it wasn't any specific uh, property like Star Wars or Sailor Moon or Black Panther they were just like kind of disco aliens and so it was something <laughs> something something Uranus uh, but the music was fantastic and they were the best dancers uh, I'm not saying I could keep up with them but I was so into it I was like I want to be their friend because mm-hmm. they were all hot guys hot girls just Fucking great dancer. You could show up as one of the members of Daft Punk with a helmet, just yeah, like dance ooh, around. Yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be fucking the cool. The one I did really enjoy was like it was a group of like 20 people all dressed as Leia, and then they kept shooting basketballs, and they were the layups. Uh, <laughs> that's <what I> <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It was a good yeah. time was had by all. So, were you guys dressed up at all? No. Uh, I did have, I did buy a t shirt randomly because we knew we were going to this party, and it's like a black t shirt with like uh, fake studded diamonds mm-hmm. of Chewbacca's face, and it says, Chew that. And I was pretty that's happy cool. with myself. That's yeah. fun. 
Considering we just did your uh, Ryan, we just did your bar crawl where we dressed as Star Wars characters. I was like, why the fuck didn't I bring my Jedi anything that I wore to your party? Should have brought Nikki's um, Jabba the Jabba's, Hutt. Jabba's, Jabba's Definitely costume. next year, that's where you should do your birthday. You could go as ability. Jabba the Slut and just yeah, like, yeah. I'm here. Hang your ass out. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Jabba meets Slave Leia. So that, yeah, both. like you have the inflatable neck, like head region, but then your entire body is just and Leia's like nipple tassels bikini costume. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's sounds fun. like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it would fit in uh, New Orleans very well. Sounds spooky. Excuse me, Nolans is what I'm supposed to call it. Thank right you. Now. It's Zatarans, actually. <laughs> um, Did anyone go as the Mandanolian? <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Yeah. Uh, in going. other <laughs> streaming news, because uh, that's basically our world now, um, HBO Max, which is their new streaming service, is going to create a series of films based off the Warner IPs. So basically that's like DC the comics, New Line, and then like any HBO stuff that they already have as yeah. well. Uh, so it should be... I mean, this is kind of exciting because they could actually create some really great HBO-related shows that are DC-based. Well, we had a great one last year. Watchmen. That's great point, yeah. yeah. So now, uh, More than just TV shows, though, because we know we're getting a Green Lantern show eventually, but yeah. we could actually get maybe some great DC movies, yeah. comics-based movies. Well, also, um, HBO Max, they're going to have DMZ, which was the graphic novel by unfortunate creator Brian Wood. Like He's super shitty, but the comic itself was really good. Um, so that's going to be like one of the big things that they do. I know like why the last man's had a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe like it can rejoin like the Warner family and like, you know, they do it right in, uh, with, with HBO max. And I've heard that they're trying to do something with ex machina to the other, ah. a big Brian K Vaughn, uh, project from the 2000s. Why, why don't they do like a, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle sort of situation. Mm. I would really great? like a Booster Gold show. Wouldn't that be fun? Or a movie. That'd be I fun. would love that. I should do that. I would should absolutely we, love can that. Can you call him? Yeah. I'll call him, yeah. Um, hey, DC. It's so, <laughs> a little bit unrelated, but the Birds of Prey movie is getting initial good reviews. Yeah. But one of the major takeaways is that it it could also just not be a DC movie. That it feels like a fun, enjoyable movie that doesn't necessarily have to have any relationship. Actual DC character. Like the Joker? I think the Joker felt very much the same way. Do you think that if Birds of Prey is as financially successful, that not only is the DC move, especially with something like HBO, going to be each movie is going to be a standalone, but also each movie doesn't actually have to feel at all like a comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely think totally, so. Totally, yeah. I think they're going to have, it, again, it's the conversation we've had with house style versus auteur style. Um, and, you know, you have something as drastically different as the Joker, which is nominated for an Oscar, which is this weekend. The Oscars are this weekend. Wow. And then um, and the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie coming out, which looks very whimsical. And then in the summer, we're going to have Wonder Woman 1984, which looks like just a wonderful retro, you know, action, action fest. Movie. It does. It, I think the way that they're setting it up actually leads me to believe that having these like eight to ten mid-budget movies would make a lot more sense. Like where the MCU is going, they're getting, and that's even like the TV shows, right, are being built with the overall budget of a movie in mind. So yeah, like, right. it's going to be smaller stakes, but still very expensive and very crazy i'm sure because people are expecting mcu level spectacle on their uh small screen just do one-off movies they're good yeah so no it's good but that's what that's what i mean so i'm like i'm just really i feel like they're the scope of the way dc can do their stuff because it's unrelated to like it's got to be this big bombastic action uh, yeah. comic book movie they can more easily create more interesting content I just hope they do the nice thing about like standalone stuff is with Marvel I feel compelled to watch all of them because I want to know what the story is and I, I generally like most of them if not all of them but with DC I can be like I'm just going to skip that yeah. I don't need to watch this because yeah. it doesn't really it doesn't really build anything I finally watched Shazam last month and I was like this is a boring as all fuck. I just watched it's, the it's not good but it's not bad yeah tell, wait, i'm not actually, saying it's I'm bad i just thought, thought it was it. Un- i just thought it was uninterested i just yeah. was so uninterested i don't know if it was because i didn't care about shazam or just because i just thought it was weak i think i put it on, on my couch i fell asleep i woke up and at the end it was when they were like all shazams 
And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Granted, I had to watch most of the movie, but I was like, I didn't like where this was going, and it doesn't make me Shazam want to Shazam Voltron? That is what that Shazam, that's exactly what it was. It was it's so weird. It's a great plane movie. Yes. That, no, you're right. That's exactly... The minute I saw that and I woke up, I was like... I want minimal I entertainment. Yeah. While I drink lots of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just looking at the main... This, this is going back in time. Uh, the main <gasps> IPs that New Line has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Rush Hour... The Rush Hour movies... <laughs> <laughs> We're due for yeah, another. The Final Destination movies. Bitch, re- revamp that every year. Oh, and I'll watch it. We're doing a prequel, First Destination. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, already then, uh, did they already did. Yeah, yeah the, really? la- the last Final Destination was of actually, the previous season was yeah. a prequel. It was a basic. surprise prequel. But okay, but they called it Final Destination. No, they said Final Destination, Final Destination 5. You, the you won't believe the ending is what it's they final call it. Final five. It was a pretty funny. I did sorry, enjoy was that it a ending. side ad on Facebook? Yeah. It was. The, the, the only other ones that have had more than two movies is the Harold and Kumar movies. Oh, God. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which obviously has a million. Yeah. Harold which and could, Kumar had two movies? Three movies. Three right, because they had the... But I, I, what was, so they had... So the original, Guay Castle, then Guantanamo Bay. And then Christmas. And, and then the Christmas one. Oh, Woo, God. They, they, okay. they make that's, some bad ones, That's not though. what they're called. There are a lot that's of what really rough movies. Escape Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yes, it Aaron is. And Kumar, Escape from Guantanamo Bay is definitely the sequel. Can you pull it up? And then I'm the th- looking at it right now. I don't remember the third one. I just it's Christmas. It's the 3D that's Christmas one. Oh. I didn't know that it was made. Oh, yeah. The first one is wonderful. And then the other two, I'm like, why don't I watch these? Yeah. Well, you know, they could bring Rush Hour back. I mean, that Bad Boys 3 was out like in the last few weeks and apparently was not bad. It yeah, made money. A lot of people made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that, well, Bad Boys 2 is actually really bad, but I did enjoy it as a kid. But like, the first know, one's pretty good. Rush Hour 3 was really bad. Yeah. None of them are good. No, Adam. but Rush Hour 2 had Zheng Ziyin, and I love her. Oh, yeah, me too. Apple? <laughs> well, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun action movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jackie Chan is charming, and Chris Tucker can deliver a joke, but. You know, they're all pretty just boring. But, let, but let's not quote any of them because they don't age well. Please. Yeah. I don't know no. any quotes yeah. in that movie. What do you <laughs> mean? Now that, don't. Oh, we're rushing here. <laughs> so now that That's Owen better. Wilson is back in the limelight, I'd like to see him and Jackie Chan put together a third Shanghai <laughs> Nights. New Nights. Nights movie. It'll be called Shanghai Cyborgs, and it takes place in Shanghai Twilight. Wasn't there, wasn't there an issue with um with with him and his daughter? Not daughter. Yeah. Who's a lesbian? Is she stealing Jackie Chan's blood? No, Jackie Chan's <laughs> daughter is a lesbian, and he like doesn't support or approve of it. Is uh, that and true? And there's a lot of drama. Oh, come it. on, Jackie! I'll put my man, uh, investigative researcher Adam Casari on it. Adam, go. <laughs> oh, he's a real private uh, dick. I do have my I have my computer right in front of me. <laughs> Anything else we want remade, guys? Oh, and then, I, oh, so, the other thing was all of the fucking Annabelle movies and shit like that. Ooh, I love so those. Many. Oh, the co- the Conjuring universe. Yeah. I've seen none of them. Yeah, they're stupid and fun. The yeah. saga. I mean, there is one article. The saga of Jackie Chan's estranged lesbian married daughter, and that sounds like something Guys. I'm gonna read. Yeah, they're estranged. Did they buy that property too? <laughs> so, also, Jackie Chan's son was in jail. Yeah. Okay. Of, you say yes as though you're like well aware. Lots of <laughs> famous people have had sons in jail. Yeah, that you were so shocked by it. Like that's not that big a deal. Yeah. But speaking of estranged, uh, there Sam Raimi's in talks of maybe directing Doctor Strange two. Um, what this is it is called? Outrage. The, the, um, the multiverse, multiverse of madness. madness. So multiverse. this is crazy. Okay. So basically, so if this the schedule's still going on, the director dropped out. So the schedule is still there. So basically, Marvel is saying like we just need someone to pop in and do it. Yeah, with it's Sam- a Ron Howard thing, like with Solo. Correct. Oh yeah. Well, I or, mean, or or uh, uh, Justice League thing with uh, Justice League. Yeah. Well, that was a little different. The only like thing Zach is, Marvel can usually better. pull these last minute things off. Well, it also happened in Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. point. <laughs> Uh, but with Sam Raimi coming on, there's a lot of talk about the multiverse just in general, and people are saying like this will be a huge event. Yeah. Obviously, we know that uh, there's ties to Loki, there's ties to WandaVision, there's a ties to a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, with the multiverse being thrown out and Sam Raimi being on it, people are saying, like, is it possible that his Spider-Man could potentially show up at some point? And there's even more talk about, like, the X-Men and other things coming uh, through through the multiverse. So the X-Men coming through the multiverse sounds completely reasonable. I don't want that. I don't. I don't, I don't it's not. I think that's too much, too fast. too, well, too much. Said it's oh, 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 like coming through. I don't but mean, you like, mean like in a that cameo. movie, but They're, like 
oh, you that would be like the beginning, like something would happen. And then the next movies later, some stu- stu- stupids uh, yeah. online are saying like Logan will be uh, oh, introduced not, there, like but no. like they Hugh Jackman's are, Logan. I, There's be, so okay, oh, Clark. Mm. <laughs> I'd be interested in like an incursion situation, like in Hickman's Avengers run, in order to bring them in and also destroy every planet. That'll probably happen later, though. I, think I mean, like happen. five years from now when they yeah. do bring in X- the X Men, almost like a Crisis on Infinite Earths, but for Marvel, <sighs> which is what they, which is what it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that people's brains are fanboying way too much over what That's this movie what will likely too. accomplish, which is the start of fate, like part, basically the start of phase four, like one of the first, because what is it? Black Widow. Inhumans. Inhuman, not in, Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> in- How dare you. Eternals. It's they, a family they, of superhumans we, living inside of a body. You go, you go to go watch Eternals and it's just episodes <laughs> of Inhumans. <laughs> For eight hours, I um, would respect the trolling for that. <laughs> That's amazing. I would respect the trolling. But it's like, yeah, I think it's just it's. I think it's too much too soon. And and in, but I will say what's the most interesting is again the reason why thinking about why the original director who dropped Don't out. Tell who, me what's the most interesting. Directed Sinister <laughs> is that like there's obviously some, I think it's a very similar thing we talked about this before. Right? I feel like it has to be very similar to Ant Man where like there's probably a lot of like we need these beats to happen in this movie and the director's like well fuck it I'm like I'm yeah I'm done with it which is funny because like they. I don't even remember that guy's name. And then you bring in Sam Raimi, who is an auteur Huge. unto himself. Well, this guy did the original director. I don't remember his name, actually, but he did Sinister. And like, I think he would have been really good for a movie to give it a little bit more of a slant. Sinister was a very good horror movie. Well, bitch, Sam Raimi did Drag Me to Hell and Which stuff. Which is so that's ex- well, right. That's and Evil, Evil Dead 2. Well, that's the Thank thing. I'll ne- I would never be. I'm never more happy or slash sad to know that Sam Raimi's doing this because... Yeah. He has such a he has mostly a hit record, but his misses are really bad. His I actually think if you go back and watch his Spider Man movies, they do <gasps> not age well. I don't didn't Spider- like him in the first Spider Man two for specific two sequences good. are very good. Spider Man one I don't think is even that good. It's 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 hard in my mind it's hard to watch and but I do think that because of uh, Marvel's kind of house style, they could perhaps rein in some of those things. The fact they've already got a script the fact that you know, like they've already started a lot of production, means that there's going to be a certain limit to how much damage he could possibly do. I need, I need him at his finest Spider-Man two levels, like when uh, Doc Ock uh, robs the bank while Aunt May is there, and he throws bags of coins, <laughs> fucking love, for no reason. <laughs> I was like, I, but I mean, as stupid as it was, like I, that sequence is very good, and I need like drag me to hell, Sam Raimi, where like it's where he, um, she punches a witch in the face and her yeah. teeth fall out, and then, and then she just gooey. get ripped up into hell, like all right, her body parts fall end. off, and yeah, yeah it's I, an excellent. But I was like, what I and like what I don't need is Spider Man three, Sam Raimi, or like because he even did. He's an executive producer for a lot of like horror stuff, like Don't Breathe, which was actually a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think what McCall just came out, the one with the crocodile. It was like crawl depth, whatever the fuck the thing was called. But that was crocodile, also crocodile, crocodile, D three seven. I'm taking over crocodile Louisiana. Tears. Um, so he can bring Bruce Campbell into the Marvel universe, right? I <laughs> would love that. He's gonna. I would. That's act, That's actually the cameo. He's I ex- Ulysses Bloodstone. Wouldn't that be great? I'd be into it. Yeah. So I was gonna say the that's the cameo that I actually expect to see faster than Tobey Maguire. Or any oh of no, the same Ram. He's doing to- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could totally bring the, zombies into it. Honestly, I feel like the degree to which they do any of that, it would be them. It would be Doctor Strange and whomever crossing through multiverses, and then one of their end cut scenes is like someone noticing them cutting through and them having that kind of response of oh we've got to respond to the fact there's a multiverse out there trying to attack us well i I think it's going to be deadpool because he's mm. going to be the one to actually cross over from another universe. Oh, I that's wanted a good it point. to be Ash from the Evil Dead. They just didn't call him saying, by his yeah. name. <laughs> well, but, so Mordo, but Deadpool takes his mask off. And, and it's Bruce Campbell. Because <laughs> Mordo is back. They've already confirmed that with the announcement of yes. the, this potential change. And like, thank God. To that point, like, there's no way your storyline could be that ridiculous when he's obviously the main villain in this storyline. Like, yes, you say that, but like, look how like the second Captain America movie, or what was it, the third? Which one was Civil War? Third one. The third, third one, one. How that one blew up. Yeah. And then so, they, they say they're going to possibly bring in Clea, which means that her mother will probably be in it, and they might possibly bring back I always Dormammu. said Clea. I'm wrong. I don't know. I said Either. Clea as well. Um, well, but to your point, like, I just want them to build out more of Doctor Strange's world instead of using it as a vehicle to launch other I think shit. it's going to be a little bit of Both. column A, column B, because uh, I think CBR might have done this, where they compared it, potentially compared it to, to Civil War. 
to your point, Ryan, we're like it's it's a Kickstarter movie where uh, what Civil War was like kind of halfway through phase two, I want to say, or beginning. It was the beginning of phase three, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the beginning of phase three. Um, and so like it just brought together a lot of plot points that were in previous films and then kicked off like the Black Panther movie, the Spider-Man film. Yeah. Um, just like the status quo of like the point. Avengers Vision being broken up. And Vision and Wanda yeah. having like a real relationship. Yeah, for sure. Pepperfish. I mean, look, it's I. I think I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, I think it's gonna be better than the original. I, Brent, I know you're like the lone fan of the first one, but like, <laughs> still like. It. Oh, it's by far gonna be the better. Oh, one. I'm ready for Rachel McAdams Oh, you wait and see. It. This movie's gonna be so much worse than the first one, and that'll show you. The other reason why they're thinking it might be like, like the big tentpole film for the MCU is because when it's released, it's supposed to be the first Friday in May and it might end up being moved a week back. So that'll be like when they kick off the summer season. Do you think they're doing it to establish Dr. Strange as like the new Iron Man type? Cause he is they're like trying. a super smart white dude, which is like, that's also Douche. a little bit like, yeah, douchey. Like, so the main three are captain uh, Marvel, Dr. Strange and black Panther, maybe or, or, black, or the new black widow. No, no. no, I think they've got. Fuck her. They're gonna no. have to take a lot more time. Florence Pu, am I right? <laughs> no, she's great. What are you talking? I about? I know I like her. God, yeah, come. I mean, Thor's not. Going what about anywhere. her dating That's Zach Braff? <laughs> He's a space hunk, and you know it. Zach Braff. I mean, wait, who no, was, Thor, who was Thor. in the original original uh, Avengers team? It was Thor, Captain uh, Doctor Strange, no. Hulk. Oh, the, that's Defenders. Oh, Defenders. The, Defenders. the original original. In the comics, uh, Avengers team, it was Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, and Wasp. So who was the last person in the Defenders? The the original Defenders were Silver Surfer, Namor, and Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah. And And Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. But then Hulk left pretty quickly, and then they got Valkyrie in. Hulk leaves quickly in everything, because he left the Avengers pretty quickly, too. People don't know what to do with him. Wait, He's tough. I know we have to keep going, but like with Ant-Man's side of the MCU world, are they, are, is he, is Paul Rudd and like Evangeline Lilly, are they doing anything? Yeah, they're going to be in a, there's another Ant-Man movie. Oh, okay. Yes. I forgot if there was going to be one or not. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get more Walton Goggins, Walter Goggins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Will we? Yes. I like him. Well, they, Isn't they. That Bilbo Baggins' his cousin? <laughs> <laughs> they, no, because they teased some villain that he was working for. In, oh, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I think that they still want to uh, use that later. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's move on to some comic news, uh, mostly in the X-Men uh, arena. Can I do? It's comic news, but also TV news. Um, once again, why the last man is being pushed back? Maybe because the lead, the lead Kugan, um left. Yeah. So who knows when the fuck this is supposed to come out this year, and it's definitely <laughs> fucking not. I love the fact that we're like, it's come. Oh, yeah. never oh, mind. <laughs> oh, we got rid of the. It's yeah. more like. Why? Yeah. Our creators man. are gone. Oh, we had to do new. We had to do, write everything new. Oh, our you know the main linchpin of the show is gone. Yeah, the show's uh, never. Right. Made. I never yeah. want it to be made. Well, I, that's that's why I was saying. The, I don't or, think it works in um in. I don't think it does in either. Modern era. They should just do X the last woman, and then it's just the world's well, worst that, TV. Well, that it, that was X was that was within the comic. But yeah. there was a female. Right. There was a comic book of her oh. and her horse were the last females. Uh, that's why I was saying when we were talking about HBO Max, like let take let have them just take it back, and then I know I think Brian K. Vaughn has the rights, but like yeah. now there's like a a better channel, for lack of a better term, to be able to to have this as a show what or a movie it or whatever. Be on? I don't remember FX or something. FX, yeah. yeah. Uh, so comic news one uh, Goblin Queen is coming back and she's going to be coming back in Hellions which, which is, is a great name for some that loves to oh, he's Goblin I was like Hellions Goblin Queen Goblin Queen look at this Goblin Queen over here that is, that, no that's yeah. Havoc that's Hel- Havoc as the Goblin Prince <laughs> Hel- that's great. Hellions could be like he- Hell he ends <laughs> look Clark's doing it now Adam's a virus he's a virus uh, it's but, the um, children of the atom. Oh we're all so in um in when when the X Men were in Utopia, when they created off of um San Francisco, San Francisco yeah. When, when that series started, when Uncanny started, I think it was like Uncanny Five Hundred. Um, the Goblin Queen was in it, and she was involved with Empath, who is one of the Hellions. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it, kind wasn't of that controlling the sisterhood him. Sisterhood of evil means. Yes. Yeah. It and, was okay. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> Whatever. It yeah, was fine. This, this picture of go- the Goblin Queen in Hellions where it says she's back, 
She looks like she's wearing one of those stylized pieces of underwear where the dick just sticks straight That's what out. I was just thinking as I was looking at <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't look, it's too stiff. It's like a, it's like a skirt, but it's, it's like too a budgie stiff. Smaller. Well, it's like a tunic, but looks like it does look like a dick coming it's, out of it. Yeah. So in the, great. In, in the modern world, I'm anxious to see how they describe, because she is a clone of Jean Grey. I'm right. anxious to see how they <laughs> describe a clone of someone and Jean Grey also being there being like, what the fuck? Yeah, but bitch, and look who's in Hellions. Where was it's Mr. Sinister? Yeah, That's why. Yeah, we have there's Goblin. a lot because yeah, they they had their connection through Inferno. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, as we said already, Havoc and Avic and his magic almost underwear. It's gonna be so. And, oh, and Goblin. God, it's so he many. Better, he better get in some ripped tights and where ripped did everything. We, where did she? So she was last featured in X Men Blue, right? What he yeah. just said on Utopia. Uh, no, no, no. X Men Blue. When we were reading that, like during the Resurrection titles. Yeah. Yes. Remember, she was trying to convince Beast to come out of the dark side. Hex Men. Oh, like, yeah. The, yeah, the Hex Men. I blocked that out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when is Hellion supposed to start? Soon, right? Because it's yeah. saying March. It says March right there. Because Fallen okay. Angels is done. done. Fall- Thank God. Um, but we're not rid-, rid of her, though, of new Psylocke. No, she's going to be in Hellion. Well, Yay! She- she'll be a supporting character. I would but- imagine they're going <laughs> to place her somewhere but that's Zeb- less interesting. Yeah, I well, hope every issue of Hellions, Hellions is just from her no, point I mean, like, of view the entire gonna, time. Oh, God, I would kill myself. <laughs> no, like, that's what I'm saying. She's going to be a supporting character in the Hellions cast. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. like, I would hope that they would focus on, like, Alex as much as like it kind of went up and down the last astonishing series like alex was a good main character for that oh for sure i love alex summers a lot um i bet you do i do um yeah and zeb Zeb wells is a really good writer too so the other x-men news is there's going to be there you know they're doing those giant size they've got one of emma and gene they've got one of nightcrawler they've decided to do one of phantom x i'm super excited phantom x is one of my favorite characters it's gonna be written by hickman and illustrated by rod reese who's been doing the good New Mutants issues, the ones up in space with like uh, Sunspot and <laughs> Cannonball and all that. And, bitch, you know I'm right. And, yeah. and as Phantom X, he has some explaining to do because we literally, he merged a body with per- Professor Xavier right. and then that storyline was completely dropped so they have yeah. to address it in some they're, sort of I think of they're going to explain it. Oh, they it, say which, they're going to explain it. I know, which I really love. Do you uh, have Because his version headline? is just kind of sitting on, in some fancy fake mansion. Like it makes no sense. What? what the headline for it, which was like "Fantastic Person Five is a, a new Phantom X series." It's like BoJack Horseman. <laughs> what? Brother. what? Right, In a world section. where you guys just go on. Apparently, <laughs> I am. Ex- I don't know. I mean, I caught up with him when I started trying to reread New X Men. I read New X Men for the first time, like X number of years ago. And <laughs> but um no, I, I've definitely have always enjoyed that character and like I'm very I was sad to see him go from the astonishing arc and I'm happy to see that they're gonna figure out how to bring it out. Just like super interesting. <laughs> Try to figure it out. Yeah. It's like, fucked up his history. There's been the nice thing is like he's one of those Morrison characters that other writers have found a good spin on. Like I did like um when Charles Sewell wrote him in Astonishing and then uh, Rick Remender, when he wrote him in Uncanny X-Force, yes. I liked his uh, yeah, rendition as well. as well. And Hickman's going to fucking kill it. Until he split up into three different ones. Woo, that was not Remender. I know, no, no, I know. Yeah, that was Sam Humphreys, I think, did that one. Ooh. Yeah, all three of them were dating her. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I didn't get it at all. So uh, moving on to comics. So we've got two X. What, what did we review this week? So we had Marauders number seven. Or more otters. Marauders. Number, mar- you say it so well now. I'm so you. proud of you. Practice makes mediocre. Yeah. Um, Marauders number seven. Practice and then- makes normal sixth grade English. English. English? Oh, <laughs> no. And then- what? Did you say English? Shut up. <laughs> That's Shut up. Borderline racist? No. I mean. No, it's not. It isn't. He just said something wrong. That's how I said it. Okay. Uh, we're also going to do <laughs> X-Men Fantastic Four number one. Oh, the French foe fatale finally faces front and giant size X-Men Phantom X. <laughs> Who wrote that? That is a... That's a headline. That is a BoJack horse. That's a BoJack line right that, there. Uh, and you guys all thought I was crazy. When we I still think stuff. you're crazy, but... You you're... posted it, Ryan. Okay, sorry. Jacques. <laughs> Jacques. <laughs> Je suis fort. Uh, oh, yes, he, he is French. French. Good point. Je yeah. suis la juvie. There should be a drag queen named Jacques. Yes. There should be a drag queen named Jacques. Did you say Mussy? That's not his name. Muzzy. 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 Yeah, but they didn't call him Muzzy. Muzzy. Did, did you think I said, <laughs> said Mussy? No, they called him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got that. Mu- no, don't you remember Mussy? <laughs> 
It's it's that it's that monster bussy. Ew. Caitlin, what's that drag uh, Drag queen. <laughs> I just think like these children are Get speaking French, but no, they're not French. They're bussies. <laughs> what? That wasn't even a punchline. What just, was that? Go on. Okay, no, a drag sorry. queen named Jacques Cousteau. Okay, that it was. Uh, why did we build up for that? Because you kept stomping all over it, and he's never gonna let it go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I want to review some comics. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we're going to do those, and then we're also going to do all of Fantastic Four Grand Design, because cool. Kaylin makes a point, LOL, LOL, Did you write the LOL? I did. Okay, mm. yeah, of course you did. You so bitch. you're going to do Fantastic Four Grand Design. <laughs> yeah, and we'll say how you're wrong. So le- first up, um, in continuity, bad. let's go over Marauders. Yeah. Uh, number seven. So we're, we don't really pick up right off where we were. Right, because we saw uh, Kate being dragged into the water by like vines basically Kirk Cohen vines, yeah. and uh, uh, Lockheed was put in a net and just thrown into the water yeah mm-hmm. classic Lockheed <laughs> <laughs> uh, we open up with Callisto meeting with Emma and Jumbo Carnation love him yeah what a fun trio when oh I saw Callisto God. I got so happy I know I the white knight you mean on the cover uh, I mean, on the cover, <laughs> but like right when like she's interacting with Emma, like yeah. it just made it and, and Jumbo, all three of them. Made I had to do. I saw the cover and I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> and then I flipped it. Well, I know Callisto. I but know. I, just, I, was say, I yeah, didn't I recognize her, so it was just really funny because I was like, "What?" It, oh, I'm okay. surprised you didn't know her because you love Morlocks because you like to say Morlocks in a weird way. You always say it Morlocks. Morlocks. Ah, yes, that's how uh, it. No, he says more otters. So, so Emma, Emma asks Callisto to be her white knight. Was that the yeah, yeah, she yeah, yeah. The best shop. She needs, and uh, obviously, and Jumbo, it just, just loves the way she cuts up outfits recklessly. Yeah, it's his. Okay, so his character is very gay, and he happens to design fashions. I'm not offended by it. He seems super no. fun and great. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how is that offensive? It's well, wonderful. I mean, it could be stereotypical of like. What a gay person! It's a like could be. <laughs> no, no, I agree with you. It's a pa- but I think it's a passionate, passionate and earnest fleshed out take person. on that character. Yeah, like it feels like the character feels full. Like I could see it, all those characters in like a TV. Because I was even thinking that as I was reading this, like all three of those characters are very like stereotype in a way, but they're played as full to the height of their intelligences. Essentially, so the big points from this are yeah. what else? that the Verendi are selling information to the highest bidders whatever and um bishop actually gets wind of this plot uh when he you know fucking headbutts someone in the face manuel and duque and at the same time the morlocks um now have a residence above ground in rio verde arizona i think what a weird thing yeah Yeah, it's a planned community that was gorgeous it's gorgeous there um uh, the last the, it last ends with a fight in the uh, Quiet Council. There's a split vote. I don't. Did, we didn't learn what the split vote. We was We didn't on. know what no. the vote was, and uh, we were missing the Red Queen because so Kate a, is yeah. you know being dragged under the water. And Exodus didn't like take a while. A no, Sinister. Sorry, Sinister. Yeah, yeah, I was like Exodus was there. Sinister yeah. has a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, and uh, then in the last little bit, someone fishes in the water and finds an apparently dead Lockheed. So you missed two important things. One, we got to see (laughs) Bobby and Christian make out. Okay. One. Two, uh, when Callisto sees Storm, she just throws a knife at her. Storm catches it and goes and hugs her. I'm like, that's so perfect. And Pyro makes a good point, which is, Is wait, do they just throw (laughs) knives at each other? There's no way the Brotherhood was going to be able to win. Yeah, <laughs> if we're not friends like that. Well, yeah. and Kaylin, yeah. you also missed something, and it was uh, there wasn't really anything else. <laughs> you had all that go. time to figure out something. Out. No, it was actually what was really interesting is they're building up obviously the power sapping because they talked about how obviously right now through Russia and otherwise everything is built into armor, like massive armor pieces, where they're saying they can build it to ammo very shortly. Yeah, they mm-hmm. can make it so having, portable and on someone's Right, arm. like having a fucking, like, uh, what do they call it? Like a machine, uh, not a machine gun, but like the a Gatling gun of fucking ammo that could isolate your powers would be pretty incredible. So we, uh, we've gotten uh, that. That theme has been going across a bunch of comics mm-hmm. where there is a psychic drain on all the psychics to try and help Krakoa stay in fashion. And we'll later talk about the uh, Fantastic Four mm-hmm. stuff. But 
power drain is apparently going to be a very big theme. Yeah. That's another uh, thing. And also uh, the first uh, infographic or info dump sheet, uh, I should say, is yeah. the anonymous text that Kate gets yeah. from somebody in D.C. saying that Verendi through Madripoor is basically trying to replace the Krakoan drugs with poison. Is that this? Is that do we think that's from the senator or whatever who she was friends with in gold? No. Oh, I would. Oh, oh, you mean from Stevie? Stevie oh, I Hunter. Love it. Yeah, no, I would have thought that. Yeah, I thought that was exactly what it was. Oh, I would love it. I would love Stevie that. Yeah, but then why wouldn't Stevie just say who she is? Uh, oh, because she doesn't want to in- yeah, implicate herself. Exactly. But then she's, why would she say you, you probably don't herself. remember me? Just lying. Oh, that's a good no, point. A good I point. guess maybe. I don't yeah. know. No, I Stevie I, would say it. I like, yeah. I like Bobby's trajectory as a gay man. He he was very nervous to come out. He comes out. He and then becomes a giant whore and makes out with everyone. Because I, I saw any of this, path so I can understand. It. You're still on the. Path. I don't Thank like you. how it's just <laughs> plopped in for a minute. I wanted a little bit more to actually. Well, connect it's so they it. can cut out those panels for the Chinese audience. Yeah. <laughs> there's just a white <laughs> panel there. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's uh, funny. Okay, so there's no Chinese something. audience right now. They can't that, watch anything. Don't. Don't. Oh. We're moving on. No, so like that, literally, they can't get comics for real. And that—that that is Emma Frost's brother, Christian. Right? Yeah. Christian. Frost. He doesn't have a code name, right? Mm-hmm. Not yet. What do you think would be a good code name? Oh, for him? great question. Um, Snowflake. Ice Man's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Snowball. Christian Frost. Oh, better. No. <laughs> Why does he need one? Because he. Well, that was something he, that uh, that was Ice Iceman. Basically, said you said, need a Krakoa name. Said you need a, um, so why can't he Emma, be the White King if his sister is Emma Frost and him. the White Queen? Uh, he could be side. Are they he's incestuous? the White Bishop. Doesn't he's the matter. White. He's already the White Bishop. Yeah. Wait, is Goblin uh, Queen already? Well, he could be the White Bishop. Oh, Done. Fuck. <laughs> it is. Wait, what about the uh, the White Privilege? Oh, <laughs> now that True. I like. Um, so he we was have... in a fucking catatonic state for like 15 years of his life. Yeah. And now he wants to make out with people. Leave him alone. So we, b- before we move on from Marauders, we have the White Knight. Callisto is named. Who do we think will be the Black Knight? Who do we think will be the Red Knight? Guesses. So, uh, so is there Kitty's any more? pride for Red Knight or Kitty's uh, pick for Kate's? Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Whoa. Whoa. Thank you. Who would sure it be? That. I don't know. It would be someone that can I, really... I feel like they've been trying to set up uh, Pyro being a pal with Bishop. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. So maybe being the that right actually Yeah, that sense. actually does make a lot of sense. So then who do, is there anyone... Who's left from the Hellfire Club that Sebastian could pick up? Because Shinobi is his... I mean, there's a shit ton, up. not from the ones we've seen so what far. What about right? that fat dude from the cartoon? <laughs> Ooh, what if it's Celine? He, w- he would not want oh. Lila. Oh, Celine would be great. Celine is great. Why he is needs she somebody not? can control. He can't control yeah. her. He can't control Lee Lynn either. Isn't she still fighting in Captain America? That <laughs> that <we laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what's happened with that. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, X Men Fantastic Four number one. <laughs> so, so speaking of not having Kitty Pride, oh, wait, we do. Well, so I, pers- I so to you brought that up that it's like we might be worried about continuity. So the way that I proceeded just before we jumped into the plot, I took it as that this all takes place at some other point in time. So I figured yeah. it out. I, I texted Ryan about this. I think this takes place after the first issue of Marauders before the second issue. Okay. Because the uh, in uh, bef- between the first and second issues, uh, uh, Kate doesn't have her red coat yet. Mm. She still has like the costume. you know generic X Men costume. And then uh, Pyro doesn't he have doesn't tattoo. have the face tattoo. He gets that in the second issue. Mm-hmm. But the Marauders have already formed. What's so. so peculiar to me is that they don't just like say that. Like I guess it's like they they don't want to in case they end up fucking it up even more. But I'm like. Because they did that in gold and blue a couple times during all those runs, they'd be like, "This takes place during the blank." Yeah, like, I don't, I don't really know why they didn't have an editor's note to your right. point. Um, who's I'm not, writing this? I didn't uh, uh, it's uh, uh, Chip Zdarsky, Zdarsky uh, who's very good. He did Invaders and he did Sex Criminals. The he was one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh. Um, so <laughs> the thing I have a bigger problem with, and I can't understand it, is Kitty is on or Kate, excuse me, is on yes. Krakoa. And it's talking to Charles Xavier and Magneto. And I'm like, how? She can't get on there. She can't get on there. She took a goddamn boat. Let's not overthink wait, that. Wait, you mean? Yeah, wait. No, not... but she's talking to them. Are they outside the gate? I thought no, no, she no, was you allowed don't to. always have to enter a gate to get into onto Correct. Krakoa. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain areas you could just walk onto Krakoa. I thought it was That's that how she, she couldn't does just teleport through the gate. She could easily get onto the island. She can go Everyone to... could get on yeah, the island. Yeah, but this made it seem like she was going through the gate to do this. The yeah. speed in which this story happened, yeah. it didn't seem like... 
there and wasn't I, time to do I it. I honestly thought Kate, Kate could only be on the outskirts of Krakoa. Like when, like in the first issue when she like drops off the shit for Well, for she Wolverine. has to be at the Quiet Council. Anyone, yeah. any person can be on Krakoa. We know this because yeah. the... The SEAL team dicks who shot right, Xavier right. in the face Bubble went stash. to the middle of the island. But I the because way, they had Domino's oh, they had skin. Domino's yeah. skin the way that they structured the panels to me looked like okay, so they're on the outskirts where there are a bunch of portals and stuff. But then when we she see Kate in. walking along, she's like in a clearly that's, further deeper in area. I that's agree. perfectly fine. Then go to the next page, and then it looks like it goes to like wherever uh, Professor X is like his like House of X is. Oh, that's, that's where... like I thought that was like in a center hub down underground, like in a cave. Yeah, I didn't think she could get on there. Like, oh, I thought I always understood. I thought that this she was, was on Krakoa. She can walk there. I thought it was just inconvenient. I thought she could still get everywhere. Yeah, so she's like got to huff it. <laughs> okay, that's why a... she's just like I'd rather stay away. I don't know, but I would be interested in looking that up. Well, I... continuity and that stuff aside, I thought it was a really good issue. Agreed. Uh, you want to say something? Well, I was going to say I, I like this issue. The one thing that frustrated me, which I already kind of explained to Brent earlier, was like. I just, I think everything really worked out. I think all the emotions were right. All the conversation was right. All of the paneling was wrong in the sense that I'm like, I don't need them to randomly be using their so powers. Can you I actually wish, explain yeah, b- I just, briefly what right. happens? Right. So the entire uh, situation is built around Franklin Richards being a mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, all of, obviously his powers are to create universes. His powers are generally waning. He wants to solve for why he is losing these powers. His father can't do it. He gets in his head this paranoia that his father is keeping him from having these powers. He starts kind of passing that amongst people on the Fantastic Four, most importantly, the Thing, right. who continues to look like a rock monster. Um, uh, rock monster. It's the hair it. dye. The yeah. hair dye's doing it. The black hair. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but so anyway, they recruit a team to go, Xavier and Magneto recruit a team to go talk to um, Franklin specifically Shadow Cap because back in the 80s series, the original X Men Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. um, they had previously had a discussion while Doctor Doom was keeping them both uh, imprisoned. It seemed like right, and so a fight breaks out because Franklin uh, obviously doesn't really know what he wants, um, but his parents want him to stay, the mutants want him to go, and that leads to a conflict where at the end of the day. Franklin walks away from it, but then shuttles aboard the Marauder ship with, uh, I would call her Valeria. Val. Val. Yeah. Yeah, So he couldn't walk through the gates. Right. That's right. He runs his ass through it. That's the big reveal. His father had like. He put a chip on him to make sure that his his mutant gene was blocked on it. So what's your problem? So my problem with it is that it falls into the trope of every other fucking crossover with heroes fight each other for no reason. If they had just (laughs) used all of the dialogue was perfect. I thought all the discussion was great and it all made sense. I just wish all they ever did was use their words. And instead it felt like I'm sure it was like a writer and like an editor's note where it's like we need the action. Here's the reason why I disagree with you. Because normally I would. I do too. Normally I would agree with you. But they set this up in House of X number one. When Sabretooth yeah. is being, you know, him and Mystique are like, they got the, whatever the, like the, right. the not the microchip, but the, the, the thing with all the information. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Mystique MacGuffin. gets away. Sabretooth doesn't. Cyclops comes in and basically says, and he hey, killed a bunch of people. Yeah. He's our property. He's like, we have to deal with him. It's, it's, it's a, he's a mutant. And Fantastic Four, they completely, they say no. Like, he's a criminal. He did this. He killed people. Yeah. And Cyclops is like, you know what? We'll do this. We'll resolve this another time. And so it's like they've already kind of built up that like that, that sort of yeah. conflict. And uh, the fact that like it's Sue Storm that starts it makes a ton of sense because she's got the maternal instinct of protecting her son, of saying, you are not going to take my child away from me yeah. on this like, you know, segregated island away from his family. The only It made a ton of sense. The only way I would change it from a plotting perspective is... They have this discussion while they're sitting around. <clears throat> you mutants think you're better than us and that you're gifting us like space or whatever. And both uh, Magneto and Charles are like, yeah, we are. we are better than you. We're the next step in evolution. Bitch. He probably could have thrown in the line where he says, 
I could change your minds if I wanted to. Ooh, yeah. And that would have escalated things a little bit because I'm sure someone like Reed Richards is more afraid than most about having his mind attempted to be tempered with. Well, and he's not, Reed obviously is a, not necessarily paranoid, but like he was part of the Illuminati. Like he has machinations just like Iron Man and a lot of the other Mm -hmm. power players that are humans or otherwise. So I think that actually would have added a lot to it. Because for me, it seemed like, I totally get where you're coming from. That made a lot of sense. I knew kind of the connection of the plot point. I just felt like it built up a lot of um, destruction for not as much reason as I would have liked. And I think there could have been ways where tempers were more more heated because they had, it's been more of a simmering. That's going to be the complaint with any two superhero totally coming into like, people said the same thing about civil war and stuff like that. People just get mad at that. stuff when, when heroes fight heroes, I just wish I would, I wish they would have did it better, but it's still, I wish I would have saved a little bit more of the physical fighting for like a second issue. But I do like, like I said, like I think all the dialogue, was exactly on point, and yep. I do think that like they, I mean, most of the fighting was pretty restrained because yeah. it was it was Sue just like f- using her force field to limit action. I right. think it was more like the ancillary players coming into play defense, right? So you had like yeah. Thing and Storm and Human Torch and Iceman. Like, I mean, although a Thing defensive... and Storm together, their conversation was cute. Correct. I really liked it. As so a defensive Stormy, move, what do you think? Uh, for, uh, Reed just flinging Wolverine away with his torso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, Storm, um, Storm was on the Fantastic Four for a bit. She right. was. She and Black Panther were. Who wasn't? Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but it is a. I mean, that's just. It's just a tradition of like Marvel comics no, in general. Whenever like you know heroes interact, they've got a fight and then they kind of get over it. But um, I like that we are seeing the rest of the Marvel universe like dealing, interact. dealing with like <laughs> the fact that like Xavier and Magneto and everybody have created this. Um, you know this very dangerous place that could completely uh, yeah. unsettle, you know, geopolitics. Well, I think it's a very smart way of setting it up that not everyone's conflict is geopolitical, that in this case, it's a very intimate personal. concern personal. about protecting their children. Franklin can fly or no? Um, he's got he's got some of those powers, I but like was, yeah, because I was just during the issue, like him and Katie are just Kate, Kate are just like floating well, around. She has a power that makes her glide or pass through air or something. Yeah, shit like and remember that. his powers are like they're Inf- well, well yeah. no, they're 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 waning, right? So he yeah, I was just confused because like almost in all like they keep using her as like weirdly. Flo- flying around, kind yeah. Of thing. She I'm like, used to. I, she never that. used that shit anywhere. It's else. the same kind of thing of like. Like in order for us to pass through something in a way we're expanding our molecules, so there's less of us, you know, in part. There's less mass, so we can just like drift along wherever the wind takes us. Uh, Professor Brent, no one has ever explained that more poorly than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I do go back to the fact that this takes place before even the second issue of Marauders, mm-hmm. and it's like. I kind of wish they hadn't done that because it seems like this is going to lead into something big. Yeah. And we're already kind of past that point. Yeah. Unless it, they catch up like to like. It could modern. be after. And Kate just puts on her old outfit. And yeah, she forgot to wear her red coat. that And day. the tattoo from Pyro came off. He dies and then reboots himself without having I that mean, tattoo on. Yeah. He's he gets murdered. He's back. Oh, no. He's on a fucking ship right now. Also, he's he? wearing a mask. So it's kind of hard to tell. Well, I could also see an epilogue. Like I just I, saying, I, I, I wouldn't mind like an epilogue or like. Yeah, I hopefully this doesn't all just like cram itself together in like about a week's worth of time. Like if this is a very big plot line, like they could find reason ways to skip ahead. Yeah. So that that way it's still all. Connects. They made it seem like they wanted to extend this by the fact that the Marauder ship is not going back to Krakoa initially, and that Doctor Doom shows up at the very end, which I'm really excited about because I my favorite thing in the Marvel universe is these heads of state interacting with each other, like whenever like. Black Panther had his run in the late 90s, early 2000s, him interacting with Doctor Doom and Namor, and now that Charles Xavier is a head of state as well, like having that kind of like monarchs or, um, you know, rulers being able to interact with one another, I think I'm actually super, super excited about that. My favorite thing about Doctor Doom is his relationship with Val. Me too. Why is their relationship so fun? He, she, she always like calls him like Uncle, Uncle Victor. Victor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
like because they're both really smart and i don't know it's just very she's strange. a little devious she is a very yeah, yeah she's I super, love her. she's always very fun i, I love when the, they're together it's so fun yeah. fantastic four like the fantastic foundation like stuff like I, she's always she's foundation. more interesting Epic. more than franklin yeah. for sure but you don't you don't really care for i really fantastic like four. i like franklin a lot but when hickman was doing it and yeah. it was uh, the future yeah. version then they they're marvel's been using that a lot remember in the history of the marvel universe stuff yeah. that we read I'm feeling okay about it. I'm interested to see more, but yeah, for I just I'm not a big family feud team fan. Like, you don't, I don't like really, families? I just don't really care about the feud. Like I don't okay. know. I just my history of like life doesn't preclude me from being interested in like family drama, unless it's, like weird rich people family drama, like Succession. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I think I yeah. think uh, it's probably not going to happen as much in future issues, but. They've really nailed the dynamic between Magneto and Charles at this point. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they're oh, around, yeah. it's just this incredibly engaging, powerful. They're a power couple. Uh, they're just doing it all. Thousand percent. Blowing each other. Well, the one thing I will say that I did like about this book is I know that I kind of complain about the fight, but I do think it's portrayed their family relationship in an interesting way that I like more than I've seen before, because sometimes it's usually too happy-go-lucky, positive, we're all like in this together sort of thing. And I like the angst feels real without being overdramatic. And right. I liked everybody's reaction to uh, Reed having put that gene blocker in Franklin was awesome. Like yeah, Bing yeah. and Sue and like that's the kind of family reaction and conversation I want to That court of why haven't you been able to fix thing Yeah, yeah, is a pretty Yeah, yeah. Book. I mean, it's been there forever, yeah. So uh, the last comic we're going to read uh, is a Fantastic Four book, too. It's uh, the Grand Design series that, um, oh, God, what's the uh, artist's name? Tom C. C. Leone or something like That's that. That's Tom Design. Tom, uh, it's Tom Colicchio from <laughs> Top <laughs> Chef. No, um, it's, so what he originally was tasked to do was going to take the 100 issues that Stanley and Jack Kirby did of Fantastic Four, which is like one of the most iconic runs. But when I read it, it's like he brought in a lot of stuff from <laughs> yeah. a lot of different things. And I was like, what is happening? And I got even more and more excited. Mostly, I got excited on this panel on page 81, if you're reading on Comixology, where it takes place during the original Secret Wars that came out in the mid-80s. And then you see Doctor Doom in his armor with a square shield. And the reason I got so excited is when I was a kid, uh, they had these Secret Wars to- toys, and all of them had the shield, and like they would reveal some kind of a secret. And it was just like... This just gave me a lot of nostalgia, like, you know, good feelings about it. But um, if you haven't read uh, the original run of uh, Kirby and, and Lee's run, this is a great way of condensing all this stuff. And it just shows how fucking weird and wacky the Marvel Universe is. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that's being brought in here um, from the Kree and the Skrulls especially is going to play into the stuff we're going to read in Empire in a few months. So I, I'm, like, just thrilled by this book. It's a hard thing to get through, not because it's bad, at least in my opinion. It it's just, just dense. So dense that like So dense. I would only do it on, I'd only read it on the toilet. <laughs> so you, you great heard, great toilet. You heard it here first. Grab one. Yeah. Put read it, it on, on the your toilet. toilet. <laughs> I don't know what you what I mean, besides the toilet stuff, what did you guys think? <laughs> I I do don't have about, any. What do you think about my pooping? <laughs> what I was especially confused about is do we we like it was it's just a lot of content. Um, I just don't think these grand design, I think you might've said it last week, Brent, like where it's like these grand design things are pretty. They just don't work for consuming content whatsoever. And I think the history of the Marvel universe was a far more interesting way to actually digest the biggest events for the first three issues until, well, we're yeah, like, okay. there, there's two ways to look at it. Like if you've never read it and you want to like really engage with everything that happened early on and the other way is you may have already read it and so you want to sort of reminisce about that too i I think the reminiscence is a much bigger appeal for all of the kind of grand design things the first one on its own i think is just an interesting endeavor i'm willing to give it time and try and evaluate it but like it's really hard if you haven't read it to try and get through it and make it feel like it's more than some sort of weird You're Sumerian text. That. Yeah. Like, I, like, is this is, is are, are these hieroglyphs? I don't know what each part means with relation to each other. The way I would describe it is, it's like listening to a very trippy cover of a popular song. But mm-hmm. if you've never heard the original song, you can't appreciate 
the remake. But yeah. some of it, I mean, some of it's like, okay, so Johnny Hurt, uh, Johnny Cash covers Hurt yeah. by Nine Inch Nails. That's, is this Cal vape? Does this Cal look vaporized to you? Like, <laughs> I get that note. Those great yeah. moments. Yeah. 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 Um, Not I, everything can be a, does this Cal look vaporized? I know. That's why I'm never going to fully appreciate it. I haven't read all of the Kirby Lee stuff, but like I know enough of it that I really appreciate it. And I also like that they attempt to do put all the stuff chronologically. Like, yeah. you know, starting from like the dawn of time and then you've got like ancient Egypt when they have to go there and fight Rama Tut. Uh, I think that's all nice, but it's hard to enjoy. Really, really quick question. Who do you think they would do next? Ooh. I think I, I would like to see a Hulk one because there is a lot. He has like so much going back and forth between well, the, the personalities he's dealing with. Especially the Peter David stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Hulk good. would be good. I think Spider-Man would be good. Spider-Man would be good as well. Um, I did learn from this, and maybe I read this wrong because reading this comic was like a fever dream, that Namor and Sue Richards did have a baby. No, they just what? Fu- they just fucked. Oh. Like re- going back and reading this, I did not realize how into <laughs> no. him she he, was. Yeah. Oh yeah, here's like, the thing: Adam always thinks everyone has to have a baby every if, time. If they someone fuck. has sex, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's they why I have sex with that many Adam, people. They only did <laughs> anal. That's canon. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I, I Adam don't does always it. go to CVS and get the morning after oh, pill yeah. after every time. I'm like, you don't you need you a boo. Can't, you can't be. You can never be sure. Who can ever? <laughs> he be just charged? has them like tums. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next week, uh, we've got a bunch of comics. It's going to be uh, the Thor number three, Venom number 23, I believe, and then Excalibur number seven, X-Force number seven, and X-Men number six. That's all? Unless uh, they change the shit, because they do that sometimes. That could happen. That could, And X-Men's been kind of on its own, like, like the, the schedule's been, been slipping a lot. Uh, but we'll have that. We'll have some more comic news and movie news and all the goofiness that you love. Uh, find us on SoundCloud. Spotify, iTunes, and then interact with us on Twitter and Instagram. We've been Homo Superior. Bye. Bye.